Michael Freeman. Hey, what's going on? Not much. You know what this is? I know what is. This is the 11th episode of our podcast. Oh, yes, it is. Congratulations. Well, are you doing something different with your hair? You look great. Oh, now it's breaking up because it looks really. Your voice started breaking up the second I turned the video on. So I may need to shut it down, but I'm glad you got to see my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a shame. It's gone. Yeah, that was that was a quick one. Okay. Well, uh, your voice is just as soothing as your appearance. All right, that's um, good. But yeah, this is the eleventh episode of the podcast. It is. Um, um, it's the first podcast we've done in together in I think three weeks. In a very long time, yeah, uh, too long. And it's probably going to be our first ever uh, all banter podcast. Yeah, definitely yeah. not the last all banter no, podcast no, no, we'll no, have. No. Hopefully, many more. Yeah, if that ever. <laughs> If our banter podcast ever stopped, then um, you could just come over to my house and just kill me because that means something's gone horribly wrong between us. <laughs> it means that you've become a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that isn't right. I got bar mitzvah at 13. And I became a man then. Uh, what are you drinking? I see you have some sort of beverage in your hand. This is my official Florida State cup. <laughs> um, I'm drinking ice water uh, in it. It's actually really good. Um, yeah. What I thought it, I thought it was sweet tea. Mm-mm. It looked like a sweet tea, like whatever no. style cup. I've actually gone on a bit of a diet. Um, I don't drink anything but water and like milk, like no sugary beverages unless it's a Friday. Friday is my cheat day, but I don't do soda. I used to do a lot of sweet tea, so I'll do like unsweet tea. I'll do like almond nut milks. Uh, I won't do fruit juice. It's got to be have like no sugar or sugar sweeteners unless it's Friday in which case I can kick back and enjoy it a little bit but um yeah I don't feel any better <laughs> I feel kind of worse because now I feel like I always want a sweet tea so but is, is your diet I've, I've, only, I've heard that'll go away actually does your diet only consist of limiting your beverage intake or are you also yeah. cutting down like food we're gonna start with the soda because that's like the worst thing for you. So we're going to cut that out and then we'll work our way down, you know, baby steps. Because if you go on a crash diet, you're going to yo-yo. You know what I mean? Immediately, like a week later. Get rid of your and, video. Uh, why? Was it, I, it just, I lagging? It, it, it cuts off like every once in a while and I just want to see if this helps. But maybe that'll help. Okay, <sighs> let's see. It could also be that Melissa's watching a movie. That's probably the culprit. That would be awful if you couldn't do it. <laughs> Is it really bad? No, it's fine. It's just every once in a while you go. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, uh, that hurts so bad. I think I just shot like two giant gulps of water through my nose. Oh my, it's all over my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, so, um... <laughs> no, 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 we can't just jump right into it while I'm dying here. My sinuses are on fire. Uh. <laughs> I gotta go blow my nose, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Ugh. I've got, I've got a lot of stuff in case of emergency, like water, I have a notepad, like a few different things, but I don't have tissues. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You should uh, just invest in a handkerchief just for the podcast. 
<laughs> That's disgusting, you know? Somebody, like, wipes some snot off their nose and tucks it in their back pocket. I don't get it at all. Like, I, I mean, it's like a Great Depression era thing when it, you couldn't afford, like, tissues. You know how, like, in movies there's, like, it's supposed to be, like, a romantic moment when the person gives them the other person their handkerchief? And it's like, that's no. disgusting. It's like, is that a thing? Like, like, the per- like, you'll see, like, somebody crying, and then they'll, like, take their handkerchief oh, out and hand it to yeah, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. like, yeah, I'll wipe out my tears with your snot. Yeah, that's not appealing to me at all, especially if I'm crying in a public venue, you know? But at that point, the snot's the least of your worries if you're, you know, you're crying in public. Yeah, I guess, like, you know, the person who just died of cancer that you know is probably what's on your mind at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what movie is this? I need to see it. <laughs> so it's dying of cancer, and someone offers him a snotty tissue. <laughs> it's it's very. Uh, it could be like the room sequel. Maybe Faultmar uh, starts too. What's her name? Claudette uh, actually has the breast cancer <laughs> instead of in name only. <laughs> um, maybe she meant to say, "I definitely have breasts" instead of "definitely have breast cancer." Maybe maybe her daughter's a cancer. She so, is. like, there's a comma in there. I definitely she... have breast cancer. <laughs> She's addressing her as cancer. <laughs> right, exactly. That makes sense. Um, where What were we talking about before you nearly killed me? Um, oh, we're talking about the internet destroying itself. Yeah, and... the, we have terrible connection. You know, my computer, though, so my computer and my laptop just decided to, like, kill themselves at the same time. So now if I walk... Or my laptop and my iPhone, not my computer, my laptop. Um, right. So whenever I walk around with my laptop now, if I move it a certain way, it just shuts off. Oh my god! So what, like, does that? It's pretty much just a desktop now. Because if I lift it and or like I have it leaning the wrong way, it just shuts down. Oh no! And then my my phone, as I've told you before, the center button doesn't work on my iPhone, so I can <laughs> no longer click to escape. I have to use the assistive touch. Yeah. Which is a, a real bummer, and I can't upgrade it to the iPhone 10. Not that I really want to. But iPhone I can't, 7? Uh, no, the, the iOS. Oh, okay. Like, like the new one that came out, because instead of the swipe to turn on, it's pressing the button. And so I actually oh. can't press the button, so I can't upgrade it. And, and you're just going to get those little pop-ups asking you to... Every single, like... Day. Every afternoon, they're going to be saying, yeah. would you like to upgrade? How about during the night? And I bet, like, at some point, I'm just going to press yes accidentally, and, like, I'm going to never be able to get into my iPhone again. You're going to just have to lay down in your bed that you've made for yourself when you decided to break your button. Yeah, damn it, Pokemon Go. <laughs> that game has really fizzled out, hasn't it? I don't know. Me and Andre have been playing it pretty nonstop for, like, two weeks. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just evolved my uh, Gyarados today. Oh, congratulations. Level 1984. Well, that was a good year. Um, <laughs> Very good year. I wasn't alive to see it. <laughs> no. I've um, heard. I've read the, the papers and whatnot. Mm. So me and Andre yeah. play and because we like going to the parks and stuff and looking. And me and Melissa like going on walks. So if I'm going to go for a walk, I might as well be playing. But yeah. I don't think enough people do walks. You know what I mean? That's uh, just people... I don't know. I, I feel it, like well, it, walks it de- are... Walks ahead. really depend on your location. So, like, sure. if you live in Tallahassee, it's not a very walkable place in terms of there's not, like, a serene, scenic location that you could walk and f- feel safe. 
and it's also yeah. like 90 degrees all year. Mm-hmm. But like in Minnesota, like the weather usually isn't that hot. So in the summer, especially after like a cold winter where you can't go outside at all, it's nice to like walk up and down the hills and like through like forests or on little paths or through parks or whatever. Yeah. So like there's things to do because it's never that hot out and like there's nature around. And then here in Austin, there's a lot of nature also. So even though it's hot, like there's a lot of different trails and different parks in the city, and you could also walk downtown, and it feels safe and clean and cool. There's it's kind of bustling sometimes. There's yeah. a lot of people around Austin. But like walking in Tallahassee would stink because Tallahassee kind of is like a garbage dump. It's a pretty grimy town, you know. Yeah. There's like there's garbage everywhere. And there's and crime. Lot, it, yeah, it's one of the most dangerous cities uh, in some places. And like. Of the, they they definitely have parks there, but, like, getting to the park, you wouldn't really want to walk there. It's just like no. you're walking on, like, a busy street. And Weston, I feel like, is just really lame because everything looks the same. So, like, if you're walking somewhere, yeah. it's, like, somebody's house. Mm-hmm. It's a sidewalk that's flanked by, like, bushes, hedges on each side so you can't see. Mm-hmm. And you're just walking around and you're looking at somebody's house, which is the design. <laughs> There's, like, five designs for houses in this city. And, like, every street has those hedges and the same trees and, like, the same, like, two lanes next to you. So, like, there's maybe Peace Mound Park, which I think they destroyed. Oh, they completely redid it, and it looks exactly the same, so. Okay. Well, that's that's a relief. I was really worried about that. Yeah, you're losing sleep over the fact that they might have dug up the dead Indians that were there. Right, exactly. They found, like, one arrowhead there once, so they decided to, like, make it, like, a, a national, <laughs> like, a monument of history. Yeah, and they have the, the the tour of, like, the history of the Indians who lived there. You know? I, I would say Indian. A Native American, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they refer to themselves as American Indians. I guess they do. So, um, it's, it's hard to know. I, I, we'll, you'll have <laughs> to forgive us. Jokes on them. <laughs> So, so what, what have you been doing since I've been Pokemon going and walking and working? Um, I'm playing my guitar a lot, um, which I'm I'm happy with. I learned a few new bass lines, uh, and the around the world bass line that like that one I've been doing. Um, it's fun. Great. You know, Nick. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm fucking miserable, man. There's just nothing to do. I'm losing my mind. Ugh. <laughs> it's well, not good. Well, so you have a job interview tomorrow that you just bought an outfit for? Wednesday. Okay. Oh, so you must yeah. be really looking forward to it. Yeah. If you, if you prepared by going shopping at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to have work... Mm, I'm going to work Monday and Tuesday, you know, and I have some stuff I have to get. Like, at my job, I don't need to wear a suit and tie, you know? Mm-hmm. If, if, and no, normally I wear athletic short sneakers and, like, one of the official tees because, like, I'm, like, lifting dirty boxes all day. So the last thing I really want to be doing is, like, being in a dress shirt and slacks. But uh, if I were to do that, if I were working in the office all day, they ask you come in professional attire, you come in a dress shirt and slacks, but I would never have to wear a suit and tie, and now I do, and I needed a suit, I needed a tie, and I needed new shoes and all that, so um, that got taken care of, and I'm going to look really good, hopefully, um, and if I make an impression on them, they'll 
probably ask me for another interview, and hopefully I'll, I'll get the job so I can move out, you know? So, so did you buy two pairs of clothes hoping that you'll be able to use the second one for the second interview? Uh, oh shit. <laughs> I didn't even think of a second interview. Because <laughs> if you have a second interview, you can't go in in the same suit and tie. Well, no, I, I have a different tie and, like, dress shirt. You know, I have oh, yeah, you can dress. go with the same blazer then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. It, yeah, I'll go in in the same thing. I, I can just wear different slacks and... Um, I guess you can wear it like a, my, my old man has a sport coat he can lend me. I don't know if you can wear a sport coat. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I still don't actually know the difference between like a blazer, a suit, and a sports coat. They're okay. all pretty much the same. I think they just like, it depends on what's matching with them and whatnot. Yeah. So I actually asked this question this weekend and my understanding is the lapels, which are the, um, I don't even know how you'd really point it out unless I had a visual aid, but um, the lapels. basically, yeah, <laughs> running, you'll have to just Google lapel. Nick, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so the lapels are um, different. You know what? Can I actually just pull this up really quick? Sure. Sport coat versus suit. There's like men's fancy. <laughs> it sounds fancy like you're going to watch like a weird like YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> of, like, <laughs> dueling attire. Um, it's telling me when I should wear these. Mm. I want to know the difference. What's the difference? Okay, here we go. Trunkclub.com, which is actually hilarious because <laughs> Trunk Club advertises on every podcast. <laughs> At Trunk Club, you get a personal stylist. Okay. A suit that here fits we go. you. Exactly. What's the difference? Create an account? No, <laughs> I don't want to. Okay, if you no, use I don't actually have the to. Uh, promo code, just fill in the blank podcast name. I'm sure right. you can get a free account. Use promo code American to see the difference. Promo code. This is unbelievable. They're really not gonna. Okay, so here's what. What's the difference? And they show pictures, but they don't actually explain the difference. <laughs> They're not really sure. God, this is a lost cause. This is we're doomed. Okay. Well, okay. Well, okay. No, I'm I'm, I'm going to go on ties. dot com. <laughs> so hopefully they'll tell me about jackets instead of just ties. Maybe they'll tie it in. How to tie a tie. dot com? Mm-hmm. I remember okay. using that when I was sixteen. Yeah. What's your favorite knot? Your go to? I just do my own kind of thing. That's really loose. It's a Cali knot. It's Pretty much. It's like okay. half of one and half of the other that I combine, and I, it's good because you could adjust it really easy. So, like, if yeah. I have to look much more professional, I could really pull it up and tighten it. But if I, like, am, like, sitting at my desk and it's kind of just like a normal day and I don't want it to be choking me, I can kind of have yeah. it up there where it looks, like, pretty normal, but it's, like, a little looser. Okay. Now, my understanding is you you're, you like hats a lot, too, so... I own one hat. You own one hat. <laughs> okay. And I well, wear it because people like laughing at me when I'm wearing it. So it's a conversation <laughs> starter. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I like that. Okay. It's a uh, a very cheap fedora I bought at uh, Target for, I think, $6 on sale three years ago. <laughs> you know, you can get like a really uh, a nicer hat if you if you're into them. You know, you don't have to stick with the Target fedora. Well, I, I could, though. I already have you it. You could? 
Yeah, but I mean, you're you've got a job now. You're no longer job seeking, Nick. You can uh, you can afford to splurge a little, right? See, the great thing about my cheap fedora is like, so when I was at ACL on Friday, um, there was people standing waiting to watch Radiohead and Foles with us, and they were bored, so they asked if I, they could borrow my fedora. And if it was a really expensive fedora, I'd be like, uh, I don't really want to be an asshole, but, like, these people could just run away yeah. with it or, like, smash it or drop it or whatever. But, well, like, then again, my smashed-up, disgusting $6 fedora, I'm like, sure, go ahead. And they, like, held on to it and took pictures with it and, like, were laughing and they give it back. Well, you wouldn't bring your expensive dress clothing to um, a muddy, dirty, sweaty music festival. Oh, I so that well, that's probably true. Andre wore jeans. That sounds just like him. How how long were you guys waiting for Radiohead? So uh, we went on Friday, and Melissa and I got to the festival at one o'clock, um, which is right when Frightened Rabbit was starting on one of the smaller stages. Um, yeah, because Kristen and Melissa both like Frightened Rabbit. Uh, Kristen is your sister for any listeners that don't know. <laughs> the uninitiated, yes. Uh, all, all seven of you. Who somehow yeah. don't know that. Um, so Kristen and Melissa like Fright and Rabbit, so we watched them. And they sounded pretty good, but I didn't know any of their songs except for like maybe one or two. Um, okay. And then from there, we went straight to the other stage because it was – Foles was playing there. And then right after was Flying Lotus. And then right after was Radiohead. So there was just the, mm. that one stage that had the three bands back-to-back-to-back to back to back that we wanted to see. So uh, Foles was on at 4, but we got to the stage at like 2.30. Ah, um, okay. So we caught the second half of Banks and Steel uh, of their act. Not familiar. Um, I wasn't either, but it's actually three guys. There's a drummer, who I'm not sure who the drummer is. There is a rapper who is RZA of the Wu-Tang okay. Clan. And then, really? Yeah, so it's a band made of RZA as the lead vocalist slash rapper um, a drummer that I'm not sure where he came from, and a guitarist slash backup vocalist who happens to be the lead singer of Interpol. <laughs> so it was what? like a very bizarre thing, and like we were standing up there, and like the music wasn't particularly good, but I was like, man, this sounds exactly like RZA, and like, but he looked like he was like 24. He looked really, really young, and he's got to be like 50 at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I looked it up, and I'm like, holy shit, that is RZA. That's amazing. He's, like, a living legend. And he was just, like, standing there rapping over, like, these rock, like, jams. And then, I like, we looked it up, and it was the guy from Interpol. So we were like, well, this is a very bizarrely, like, star-studded group of people that nobody's here listening to. I so. gotta say, that's really... I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't expect a super group with the uh, Wu-Tang Clan and, and Interpol. No, I didn't think so, but it, it it wasn't, like, terrible or anything. It was, like, pretty average, and they put on a good show. So we watched them it for, like, 20 minutes. Being the, uh, it must suck being the third guy. It's like, so, hey, you're RZA. You're the guy from Wu-Tang Clan. You're the guy <laughs> from Interpol. And then the, he's just there. Hey, you're the guy from Banks and Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how it is. The other thing is that those festivals, like, you don't realize it. Like, you realize it as a fan, but obviously, like, the bands, as the night goes on, get, like, more and more popular. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're one of those bands on at 1 o'clock, it's also, like, peak sunshine and peak heat. Uh-huh. And, like, so, like, you're standing oh, no. there at, like, the worst stage right in the middle of the day when there's nobody there and you're roasting. <laughs> and you're, like... 
so like one of the guys that we saw like just said like man we have to really make sure to get more popular by like next year because we don't want to be standing here at one o'clock with nobody listening <laughs> like because they were just like everybody on the stage was just drenched who is this frightened rabbit yeah, no, or it was frightened rabbit they're like these scottish guys they're like hopefully we'll be ne- more popular next time so you don't have to play at fucking one o'clock yeah, no, that's just, that's what I was so concerned about because Austin is is incredibly hot. It's suffocatingly humid. It's very very hot, and I'm thinking like you're just sitting in this dirt like field, waiting an hour and a half for a show, and then the show like is an hour, and you're standing up, and then you have to do it all again for the next it's, stage. Um, right? So we got lucky because it was actually only like 80 degrees on Friday. It, yeah. it was really sunny, so we were like sweating. It was hot, but like it was bearable. Um, like we didn't have, we weren't like dying of thirst or like just drenched in sweat or like nobody was like disgusting. It was like actually pretty pleasant. Um, next weekend is weekend two. We're not going, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be ninety five. Ah, so we really lucked out. But um, yeah, so we got to the full stage like an hour before Foles. We were in, standing at the second row. Of okay. general admission for them, um, so we kind of just sat down and waited. Foles went on at four; uh, they were really good. It's mm-hmm. the second time I've seen them this year, fourth time yeah. I've seen them ever. Uh, wow! So, and what, uh, did they play a lot from what went down? Um, it, it was they played probably like ten songs total. It was more or less the same set list that we saw that me and Melissa saw in May from them. Okay. So it's like. Four songs from what went down, um, like four songs from uh, uh, Holy Fire, and then the only song from Total Life Forever that they played was Spanish Sahara, which is kind of a letdown, but that's the same. Like, I really like Spanish Sahara, and it's good live, but, like, that's the only song. Like, they just ignore Total Life Forever. And then from the first album, they did Olympic Airwaves and Red Sock. Okay. So, like, that was kind of the set list. It was, like, four new songs, two from the first album, one from the second album, and, like, three or four from the third album. So they played, like, Inhaler, My Number. They played Providence. Um, And then from the new one, they played What Went Down. They played Providence? Providence is their best live song because it's just really Really? loud. Okay. I can see that working, I guess. So they did – and then from the new one, they do uh, What Went Down, Mountain in My Gate. Uh, one of the really uh, snake oil because that one's like another like upbeat like rocking one, so that's like mm-hmm. pretty good live. And then they did one of the, like the lame ones that I have no idea what it's called. Night, uh, what is it? Night swimmers or some shit like that. London yeah, calling. Yeah, one of those random ones that it's like okay, whatever. Uh, so but they, but they sound good. They're always good and they're exciting. So and it was a different atmosphere because me and. Melissa and Andre and Kristen had only seen them in like very small clubs yeah. before. So and so like them seeing being them, in a big place. Yeah, like outside during the day in like a big atmosphere was kind of interesting. Um and then they're playing in San Antonio in a week, so we might actually go see them there again because their tickets are only like twenty bucks. There's no way you can do that a third time this year, can you? I don't know, why not? They're good. If it's only twenty dollars and it's on a weekend, I think it's like a Saturday night, like what else am I gonna do? I guess, but like, definitely part of the magic of, of live music for me is like, okay, what's the set list gonna be? Um, I guess that's true. Not... There, there's no way they play anything different if that if no. I heard like the same set list twice. Um, but the first time, the time I saw them in May, 
Uh, it was silent, so I screamed, thank you, Giannis, and he said, you're welcome. Yeah. So that was pretty great. <laughs> I, I can see that being I, pretty I, nice. I, I think he got uh, a kick out of somebody knowing his name. <laughs> and, and did you know his last name? I still don't know what it is. I don't know how to pronounce it. Isn't, is he Greek? Yeah. I'm assuming so. I think he's Greek and also Jewish. Yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about it? <laughs> it seems like you have some uh, some feelings. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> some inner I'm, thoughts. I'm okay. But, um, but Foles was really cool. Uh, they sounded great. Not the songs I would necessarily want if you said, like, hey, what are your, like, the, if you saw Foles and I played 10 songs, they probably only yeah. played, like, three of them that are, that'd be on my list. But still, sounded good nonetheless. Um, and then, yeah, we we sat down again for like 45 minutes waiting for Flying Lotus to set up. Uh, Did he play, um, what's that song everybody likes? Flying Lotus? Yeah. Um, he ended it with Never Catch Me, which is the song with Kendrick. Yeah, that's a good song. That song's great. Was... But, so Kendrick was the headliner for day two. Yeah, and everybody the whole concert was hoping that he'd either bring Tom onto the stage or Kendrick because Tom was going on right after. And he has songs with Tom and he has songs with Kendrick, but he played a couple of Kendrick songs and everybody was just like hoping that Kendrick would like walk out and like do a verse, but he didn't. It was kind of disappointing in that yeah. regard. But the, the, but the show was actually pretty incredible. He does this thing, so he he has uh, it's kind of Daft Punk esque. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know how like it's like they pretty much do it all out of a computer, but then what they're really doing is mixing the songs and then also like adjusting like the sound levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like the lights and stuff. So he sits on the, at this table that um on top above him and below him are these two giant TV screens. Okay. Um, so that's like a fifteen foot TV screen and then like a six foot cutout, a gap where he sits. Mm-hmm. And then another like ten, fifteen foot TV screen above him, and then there's all this giant screen behind him. And while he's just sitting up there dancing, and like they're the craziest light visuals on the screen the entire time. That just going with the music, like it's really sick. Uh huh. Like, okay. And he does this stuff with like the sound levels that like the sound will swoop from one side of the stage to the other. So like you really feel cool. the music moving. And he did this. There was this one song that he did that he just turned everything down except the subwoofer. So for, like, 20 seconds, it was just the ground shaking. Like, you actually didn't hear anything. It just felt like an earthquake. Like it was That's really, so cool. Like, your stomach oh my God. Just, it like felt like you were on, like, a roller coaster. Like, you just, mm-hmm. like, you, all you, you heard, like, just, like, a tiny bit of noise. And it just felt like your insides were, like, shaking. It was so weird. So, but his music. I would love to see him live. It's, like, it just, like, a bunch of samples. And the only problem was that he went on at 7 o'clock. So for most of his, or he went on at 6 so for like the first half of the set, it was still kind of bright out, and the sun oh, started going okay. down in the second half, um, and the lights were still really impressive. But like I'm just imagining him in like a small club that's like pitch black, that it's only that. Like I can't, I think mm-hmm. you'd like actually get lost in like the visuals because it yeah, like feels yeah. like you're going through like a time portal or like a wormhole or something. So it was really cool, and I don't know much of his music. I know his latest album the most that he played a couple things from, but. Other than that, like, I've heard, like, a few things in passing, but never, like, sat down and listened to a real album of his, so. Did, uh, I've actually listened to Cosmic Grandma a few times, uh, which is, like, the critically acclaimed one, uh-huh. like, the white one with the dots. Yeah, you know? the, the one that looks like it's, like, this, like, the, like a black hole or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like that one a lot. 
Uh, and that Tom features on that song in yeah, uh, yeah. The World Laughs With You. Yeah, that's all good. That no, uh, no, that's what everybody thought because they were like, bring out Tom. Um, <laughs> but he said, he mentioned, he said, uh, four years ago I opened up for Radiohead in Britain and I told myself I'd never do that again because halfway through the set everybody just screams, why don't you bring out that guy Tom? And like, <laughs> they're all disappointed when I don't. <laughs> Um, so he, I, I definitely can see Flyville as being the guy who doesn't, like, uh, talk to the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, he definitely like the, engages the, the audience. Like, he looks like he's having a good time. He definitely doesn't take himself, wait, like, too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, he was standing up there dancing, and, like, he'd give, like, occasional commentary about stuff. Like, he played, uh, Wesley's Theory. Yeah. And that's why, like, some people thought Kendrick was coming out, because he did, like, the intro for Wesley's Theory for, like, a minute and a half. And then he started playing the song, like, doing a bunch of cool stuff to, like, the beat. And then in the yeah. middle of it, he, like, cut the stuff, and he said, Who out there knew I produced this shit? That's right. And then he turned it back on, and it, like, went. Because he's, like, okay. he just, like, acknowledges that, like, half the time people don't know who the hell he is, but then they know, like, songs that he's produced or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty he cool. He produced that whole, that, that whole song, or just the first part of that? He, he produced the whole song. It's like him and Thundercat did that. Yeah. And I think they did like a handful of other stuff um, on that album. Yeah. But. I know Flying Lotus, he's, he's like pretty tight with like a lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. And not just rappers, like other like musicians within that circle of, you know, making similar music like that. Mm-hmm. Like he, any, any sort of rappers that have like a jazz influence in their music, like is kind of like his wheelhouse. For sure. Did he, uh, did he play Do the Astral Plane? The boom, 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 boom. I don't know, like, everything was so... Oh, yes, he did do that one. Yeah, it's a really good song. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. Uh, he did that one, and then he did a couple of stuff on the on Your Dead that I like. Okay. Um, like, he did Dead Man's Tetris, and um, what was the other one that he did? I don't remember. Uh, but it, it was good. It was fine, um, especially considering, like, the amount of his music that I know is pretty yeah. minimal. Because um, he has a lot of albums. Uh, it was definitely enjoyable. I definitely suggest going. And then Radiohead was, you know, they were Radiohead. They were pretty well, incredible. Uh, could you elaborate on that? I want to know exactly how it was. Uh, they played pr- almost a perfect set list. Okay. Songs. I like, can actually pull up their set list right now. Well, I, so I can tell you. They pretty much went through every album that wasn't Amnesiac the Benz or Pablo Honey and play like the four best songs from each. So they okay. So like the first song they started with they started with Burn the Witch, then they did Daydream. I saw that. Uh, I think you posted that in the group chat or my yeah, sister yeah. did. Yeah. Um, so they did Burn the Witch, they did Daydream, and then they did Full Stop, which was incredible live, as really? you can imagine. It's just like really like trippy. Um, it had really good lights and stuff. Um, and then after that, I don't know exactly where they went, but they did something like um, Airbag, 2 plus 2 equals 5. Um, I mean, they did pretty much every song you'd want. Then they did The Gloaming. Uh, they yes, played... they did The Gloaming. The Gloaming's great. I one of their best song. live songs. Um, another one that, that was really was better live than on the album was The National Anthem. Okay. Uh, they play it like twice as fast as the album version, so it's like really upbeat. Yeah. Uh, Bloom was cool live. Body Snatchers was really good live. And then uh, they they did an, we were getting pretty good at predicting what songs they'd play next. Um, mm. So me and Andre were really confident. 
and they went they left the stage before the encore and then they came out with an acoustic guitar and an electric guitar um mm-hmm. like the, the hands crew so yeah. we thought uh oh shit they're going to play paranoid android and we got really excited and then they played give up the ghost <laughs> so that was like the biggest letdown ever and that was definitely like the one song that if you went through the set list and you're like okay that's the one outlier song that i i don't like the song really and it wasn't any better live and it sounded fine like it sounded like the song but yeah. like i could have definitely gotten rid of that song but like all the other songs i enjoyed a lot when they played them um but then after giving up the ghost uh then the rest of the band came on and then they did play paranoid android ah uh, so right. and then the encore was i think six songs long it was give up the ghost paranoid android uh i think nude uh weird fishes um, they're there in Karma Police, which was like a really with... cool way of ending it. Mm-hmm. That six songs, holy shit! Yeah, like everybody like thought they would, like everybody kind of expected it to be over after Paranoid Android because it's like such a, like like a heavy hitting song, and it's yeah. like one of like everybody's favorites, and it's loud and it's long, and it's like just a good way to close. And then like they played Weird Fishes right after, and everybody got really pumped again. And then, like, they they just kept playing another song, and everybody thought it would end. They kept going on and on and on. So I, re- I read somewhere that they, they did a B-side, too. Is yeah. that fake? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know which B-side it would have been. I don't remember. Oh. I mean, they could have, I guess. I just don't remember. I don't think they did. Uh, all right. Well, then maybe I'm just full of they shit. Did, they did Identikit, which used to be a B-side. Well, that whole album is like six B-sides right. that are just retooled or something like that, right, which exactly. I, I think is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was a very I'm, good I'm set. I'm pretty jealous. It was a really – like it was um, – because we saw them probably five years ago. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we didn't have like the best seats and it wasn't the best venue and it wasn't really that loud. So it, like they sounded really good, but it wasn't like the most enjoyable experience overall. Uh-huh. Um, and it was right when the King of Limbs came out, and they played literally every song on the King of Limbs. Ugh. And then they played also every song except for Faustarp and I think uh, House of Cards from In Rainbows. So it was like we just watched their two most recent albums, and then like one or two other songs besides that. So this one was just like a great mix of all of their music from each of their albums. And it was, like, a really good atmosphere because everybody there was clearly a Radiohead fan. And we were right there in, like, the second row of uh, mm-hmm. people in the general admission. How d- Did you guys have to wait a long time to uh, be able to get that close? Well, yeah. Like, we got there. <clears throat> so, like, after uh, <laughs> RZA stopped playing, everybody cleared out. So we got, like, right in the front. And then we just stayed there from, like, 3 o'clock through Radiohead's performance, which ended at, like, 10.15. Mm. But we saw like the three bands perform total in that same spot. So we were front row for Flying Lotus, front lo- row for Foles, and front row for Radiohead. And we liked all three, and it was like worth it. So like kind of in between the bands, like sometimes people would kind of clear out, but we just wanted to stay up front. Yeah. How much? How much are the tickets? Um, the weekend passes are like two hundred bucks for the three days. And that's then, it? Yeah. And then that's if you, like, get them in advance. Um, me and Melissa just got the one day because we moved here later and all the weekend passes were already sold. 
Um, so we got one-day passes, and they were like 125. But even that was worth it, considering we saw three, and Melissa saw four groups that she likes. Uh-huh. Isn't South by Southwest like $600? South by Southwest is really weird, because it's in a bunch of different, like, venues. Yeah. And so and there's, like, the tech day, and then there's, mm-hmm. like, music, and then there's film or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's film, and there's writing, and there's tech. And there's music, and there's also a lot of the ones you have to pay for, and they're, like, exclusive ones, but there's also a lot of, like, free performances, and you just kind of have to know, and I've never been, so I'm not 100% sure how it works, but I think it's more of, like, you have to know where the stuff you want to see is, and kind of, like, see what's free tonight, what isn't free, who's performing where, who's going to be at what venue or event, and you kind of have to do it that way. Like, I think you could probably go through South by Southwest and see, like, four or five performances from, like, pretty, like, okay groups mm-hmm. and not actually pay anything but, like, the food and drinks that you get at the places. All right. Fair enough. But, like, you, there are also, like, concerts that are there that, like, it's, like, $200 a ticket to get in. So. Yikes. It's, like, kind of one of those, like, depending on how you do it and if you do it right, you could probably have it pretty fulfilling. But all in all, ACL was just, it was great. It was definitely worth it. Um, really tiring. I don't know how people do the three days. Uh, yeah, that that seems so exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't imagine like getting super pumped and being able to seriously enjoy one of like my favorite bands a- after sitting in the sun for twelve hours. You know? well, well, like it was like the payoff, right? Like the anticipation just builds as they're coming. On, yeah, I guess. And like everybody there wants to see them. It wasn't like. Mm-hmm people that just happened to get tickets that were waiting or like like it was all people our age people who had been waiting there people who were excited and they like everybody there was singing like it's radiohead like they don't have yeah like, like quotable songs or songs on the radio but like everybody in the audience knew all of the lyrics to all of their songs right so like Did you it, uh it was a good experience okay i i gotta make it out there next time i think i don't i mean it depends on who it is because uh, I've looked through the last few years. And I mean, is this like the best in ages? This one's really good. Um, last year's, the headliners weren't like the most exciting. Um, Foo Fighters were there one day, which I, I really like them live. But still, they're like an old band that's been around for a while. Uh-huh. And they're like, there's nothing like that unique about them other than the fact like they're fun. Yeah. Um, but last year, they had a bunch of really good like secondary acts. Like, Tame Impala was yeah. there last year, and Wolf Alice and Sylvanesso and a bunch of, like, bands that have one or two albums that I enjoy, that I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'd spend, like, $20 to see them if they were at, like, a small club or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but it just depends. Like, I went and looked at, like, the one from, like, three or four years ago, and there was, like, maybe four bands that I cared about, like, out of all, like, 60 of them that were there. So Wow. Okay. Um, we got was, lucky uh... this year. Was uh, Courtney Barnett here this year? No, but she's – so Courtney Barnett is going to a music festival that me and Melissa are going to in uh, the first weekend of November. Where at? Um, it's outside of Austin. It's like 20 or 30 miles outside in like this forest. Um, it mm-hmm. used to take place in Austin and then whoever ran the music festival like shut it down or sold it. Um, so this is like the first iteration of like the newly formed music festival. Yeah, and Courtney Barnett's one of the headliners. Uh, I'm going to see Card Seat Headrest there. That's awesome. Which I'm really, really pumped about. I'm going to see Run the Jewels there. Um, Big Boys there. Fanagram is there. 
Big uh, Grams? Are yeah. they going to do a Big Grams set? I don't set? know. I was wondering that because all three of them have songs together, like those three different groups. Yeah. So, like, it'd be interesting if they did anything together. Um, but there was, like – and the tickets were really cheap. They were, like, 60 bucks for, like, a three-day festival. Mm-hmm. So we got the three-day mm-hmm. passes, and we'll – I don't know if we're going to go for, like, the entire time, all three days. But, like, at the very least, we'd spend $60 to see, like, Courtney Barnett and run the jewels. So yeah. even if we just go for, like, two or three – like, two groups in a day, I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean – Courtney Barnett was great live. Yeah, she's – um. I guess the music that they make is is kind of – it lends itself to being, like – not too produced, so it's easy to do live, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it sounds really good when we saw her, and she's, like, a really cool person. Like, just when she's up there, she kind of has, like, a presence on the stage that's not expected. Like, she doesn't do anything, like, that showy, but, like, you could just tell, like, she seems like a really cool, like, person. Like, there's just, like, a feeling behind her that, like, and, like, she'll do, like, guitar solos all of a sudden, and, like, they'll be really, really good, and you'll see that she's, like, really, really into it. Yeah. So, like, it was fun. Like, especially because, like, the music is so, like, laid back sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it... She it, definitely it seems fun. like she'd, she'd have a good stage presence. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, I've been listening to a lot of her music lately. Um, off that first album. I mean, not the first album, the, the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes been, I say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for uh, expediency's sake, sometimes I say. <laughs> um, that album's very good, though. Yeah, it is. It, I was gonna say it's a shame that you guys get Austin City Limits, South by Southwest. I get Ultra Oof. Music Festival. <laughs> <laughs> is that still a thing? Do people still listen oh, yeah. to that type of music? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like Miami was like, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. And then everybody. Said no, you got to, you got to do it. Come on, they were gonna do a two weekend thing, just Ugh. like um. But here's the problem: the people who go to Ultra are not like the people who go to South by Southwest. People who go to Ultra like to just destroy the stage. Oh, speaking of which, I was gonna ask you: was Corn there? No. Was and they didn't. <laughs> they didn't tell everybody to break shit. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> they were not there. Have you read that story? Like, have you seen the videos? No, I have no what? idea what you're talking about. You've never heard about that. Okay, so um, I uh, Woodstock 1999. You know what that is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woodstock 1999. Corn was there. Um, oh fuck me! It wasn't Corn. Sorry. It was corn. it Limp Biscuit? It was Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst <laughs> was there. It was. How do you know it was Limp Biscuit? Yeah, <laughs> because they're easy to get uh, confused. Yeah. No, it wasn't Corn. Sorry, Corn. Um, <laughs> It was definitely Limp Bizkit. Fred Durst is there, and they were playing their song. Um, I I think it's called Break Shit or Burn Shit. Um, break Stuff. That's what it is. <laughs> and he's basically asked the crowd to tear off, like, to, to, to break stuff. So what happens is the, the fans go wild, and they start ripping the set apart. They start going on stage and, like, ripping boards of plywood. They're destroying the stage. And basically, um, Limp Biscuit is um, blamed for getting Woodstock 1999 shut down like three days early. So speaking of Limp Biscuit, uh, the for the last or when I saw Foles in May, uh, their opening act was Joy Wave, okay. and the lead singer wore a Limp Biscuit shirt. Uh, ironically, 
Because I was going to say. He's, he's, he mentioned like halfway through the concert, he said the first thing he does in every city is goes around to see which store is the dumpiest, and he could tell because he sees which one sells Limp Bizkit shirts for the most money, and then he always <laughs> buys it. So he has this collection of Limp Bizkit shirts from every uh, city that he's performed in because he just tries to find them because he thinks they're hilarious. And that's there, what he there's performs nothing, There's nothing not hilarious about Limp Bizkit, <laughs> especially them. Fred Durst, who actually directed one of my favorite movies, which is very, very, um, I'm ashamed to say. Um, yeah, Fred Durst asked the, sta- uh, the fans to destroy the stage. They did, and then they shut down the whole concert. <laughs> uh, poor uh, concert goers. Yeah, no. And I'm looking at this picture. Holy shit. There, it's just a sea of people. You know what? Fuck corn too. Corn's terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, corn is definitely not worth anything at all. What um I wouldn't wouldn't trade an ear of corn to listen to corn's music for twenty minutes. What I would, kind of, I, would uh, trade, I would trade I would trade an ear of corn to not have to listen to any more corn music the rest of my life. <laughs> You'd have to give up that corn. I don't think I could do that. Mm. Um, Freak on a Leash is, is actually probably <laughs> not Isn't the worst. Like what he does? No, no. I can't even like. It's been so long since that genre died. Yeah, and once Lincoln Thank Park you. got bad. Yeah, I remember um, my parents took away my TV uh, in like nineteen, not nineteen, in like two thousand six or five so i only had like my radio and i just listened to <laughs> this is like such a pathetic story like <laughs> i just listened to the radio to pass the time <laughs> you know you didn't have video games you didn't have a phone you didn't have a computer so you would just listen to the radio and i i'd put on like the local rock station and this is basically the beginning of the death of fm radio mm. and they would play tons of um the uh, Linkin Park. They play tons of Linkin Parks. That first album with, like, The Catalyst, I think was the name of it. Yeah, that song's the worst. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I know. Uh, you know what? 2005 was probably the uh, the the album with what I've done on it. And yeah, I, no. That, I burn it down or burn it up or whatever that song is. Burn it to the ground. Oh, that's that song too. That I'm mixing them all up. Yeah, you are, but that's Shit. okay. It's understandable. But the catalyst is the worst. Yeah, let me make a confession. I I actually mixed up two different radio stories that I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there was a point in time where I um, that happened. That is a true story. Where I uh, got my TV taken away, so I'd listen to the radio all day. But um, there was another time where, like, I spent all summer playing video games with my friends until 7 a.m. Like, I'd start playing with like 10 p.m. and then we'd play video games for nine hours until 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, then school started, and I couldn't go to sleep. Like, obviously, you your body. No, I couldn't adjust, so I would stay awake till like 5 a.m. and then go to school two hours later. Um, and to pass the time, uh, I didn't have a smartphone yet. This is 2010. I didn't have a smartphone yet. 
so I'd listen to, and I didn't have a laptop either, so I'd listen to the radio to pass the time. <laughs> and uh, I'd listen to, like, this is, uh, guys, their new, uh, Linkin Park's new album, uh, A Thousand Sons, featuring the Catalyst. Here you go, guys. So, like, FM radio is really dead by 2010, um, especially rock stations. Now they just play classic rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thousand Sons, yeah, not not good. New metal is dead. Now that Dillinger Escape Plan breaks up, like at the end of the year, mm. yeah. Well, I think rock stations now are kind of weird. So you still have those rock stations that all they play is like the new metal or the heavy metal, like Breaking Benjamin and like Seether, mm-hmm. and like things that are like Avenged Sevenfold type stuff. And, like, occasionally they'll play classic rock on those states. Well, classic rock is in, like, grunge movement classic rock. Because mm-hmm. I guess that's classic rock now to us. I, th- I think classic rock refers to, like, the Eagles. and yeah, like, The Eagles isn't like, even classic no, rock. No, that's, like, country practically. Um, Not well, country, like, well, but, like... like but so classic rock should be, like, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Occasionally yeah, yeah. the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. Like, some U2 gets in there. The Police. Like, that's classic rock. But, like, now that we've aged, like, those stations play, like, Pearl Jam and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Nirvana mm-hmm. and, like, Stone Temple Pilots, because that's now classic rock is, like, the grunge movement also. So, um, but, you like, know, that's... Go uh, ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say, you know that Stone Temple Pilots song where he goes, And I'm half the man I used The one that everybody thinks is Nirvana? It's Nirvana, exactly. For... Our whole lives, Brian and I were like, we looked up Nirvana, half the man. I used to be like, what single is this? I don't remember this being on an album. And then it's like Stone Temple Pilots. It was actually on YouTube. The guy who uploaded the song credited it as Nirvana. Everyone in the comments was going off on it. Well, um, I think I can never- everybody had a friend that was like that. That like one uh, At some point in your life, you had a friend that you realized didn't know that the song was Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> I, you had two. You had me yeah, and your apparently. Uh, older, your, your little brother, older brother, little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now it's like so you have those stations that all they play is Stone Temple Pilots, Breaking Benjamin, like New Stained. Even though mm-hmm. that, like it's impossible to think that that's still a thing that Stained could be making new music, but apparently they are. They are, um, and that's all they play. But then there's also rock stations that kind of like are trending towards indie stuff. Um, and yeah. I don't think they're really that good, but you do hear like Courtney Barnett and Tame Impala and like things like that somewhat regularly on certain stations. Okay, and like well, that never would have existed like even four years ago. Absolutely not, because I think these stations realized they needed to pivot or something. But I wouldn't necessarily consider Tame Impala rock. It's like psychedelic rock. Um, I don't know. Well, it's like so. It's like. I guess the indie, the popular side of indie music is what these stations play. So, like, you hear, like, any sort of song, like, that Riptide song, that's, like, it kind of sounds like an indie song, but it got popular on a pop station, or, like, a Kings of Leon song, or, like, of Monsters and Men. Yeah. Like, all of those bands, like that, are on mm-hmm. these stations. Like, Mumford & Sons is on there, because it's, like... They're poppy, and they could be widely accepted, but they're also, like, indie enough to kind of be cool. Like, the Lumineers. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there's uh, stations that like kind of young play the giant. That. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And like the Black Keys are sometimes beyond there. Like occasionally those stations play something like Courtney Barnett or Tame Impala or something that's like actually commercially like acclaimed. Yes. And the, no stations ever used to play music like that. So it's cool that those exist. They're not necessarily like great stations by any means because like they still have like their set list of. 90 songs that they play on repeat and then like occasionally you'll get lucky with something different yeah. but but it's still it, it is a good sign um you know you're not wrong uh there's on my dad still has xm serious xm satellite mm-hmm. radio i have no idea why but he still pays for it um and alt when we're nation. In the car, yeah alt nation which is now young the giant um walk the moon oh god i hate walk the moon they're the worst, but that's like uh, the kind of the, the kind of bands, yeah. Yeah, and that used to not be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back when satellite radio was becoming big, uh, even before the merger, like you had XM and Sirius, uh, Alt Nation used to play like they'd have Radiohead on a lot, mm-hmm. and now that would probably never happen. I remember uh, when I went on vacation to California. Uh, we listened to Alt Nation because we had the XM radio for the first time in, like, a rent-a-car. Yeah. And, like, the first song we heard on it was The Suburbs. And it was, like, right before The Suburbs was released. So it was like, here's a brand new uh, single from their upcoming album. Uh, This is Arcade Fire, and this is uh, uh, The Suburbs. It was either The Suburbs or We Used to Wait, one of the two. But we were like, oh, shit, like, they're playing a new Arcade Fire song? I've never heard Arcade Fire on the radio. And, like, yeah. they played, like, that, Taking Back Sunday and, like, kind of cool, uh-huh. more, like, some were high school-y, but, like, there were other things, like, them and Radiohead that were on there that, like, made the, the Alt Nation was, like, really cool. Um, or at least there – yeah, I I, uh, I remember that was just blew my mind that, like, satellite radio and it had, like, music that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was so cool. Yeah, like the killers were on there a lot. Yeah, exactly. So like now, instead of having to go to the fucking library and finding these albums and playing them in your CD player, and then having your iPod, which could hold two hundred songs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the radio. Um, but now, like all of those, um, all of that's been moved to Sirius uh, XMU. Oh, like college or whatever? Yeah, it's it used to be the college rock station, and that's 35. It's one down from uh, Alt Nation. And Sirius XMU play, used to play some really, really esoteric music, uh, like stuff like literally like from colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they do uh, a lot of really – like they were playing like Beach House. Um, I was actually driving to the mall with – I like um, Beach House. Me too. I, I've been listening to that album a lot. The one that came out in 2010. I don't know what it's called. The one is that I don't know which one that is. Actually, I know the album that Myth is on, and I know I've listened to both of the albums that came out last year. Neither mm-hmm. of them are very good, but they both have like three good songs on each of them. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking the one Teen Dream. Okay. Yeah. Not Thank Your Lucky Stars or Depression Cherry, mm-hmm. but uh, Teen Dream. Uh, with the walk in the park in it mm-hmm. that everybody likes, and um, Silver Soul, I think, is the one that Kendrick sampled for Money Trees. Oh yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, they play uh, Sirius XM. plays a lot of music just like that now, uh, and it's it's actually really good. And the host of the show, like the DJ, uh, is pretty knowledgeable, and, and uh, I like that a lot of, too. Like they have the 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 Alt Nation lady is really obnoxious. 
Uh, but the guy on Sirius XM is pretty. There's some girl on Sirius XM too. I don't remember what her name is, but um, it's something weird like Dot or something like that. <sighs> so, yeah. you know, we have uh, we do have one topic we have to touch on. Yes. Uh, before we go, because we've already spoke for 55 minutes somehow. Yeah, it seems like it's been 10 minutes, really. It's yeah, I mean, that's, that's what happens when we don't talk in three weeks. Yeah. But uh, the last thing we have to talk about is uh, our album of the week. Right, with the Fresh Out the Deli uh, album club. Yeah. Which you too can be a part of, uh, yeah. listeners. Uh, and our first album that we chose three weeks ago to be the <laughs> album of the week uh, is Portishead's third album. It's actually What's it called? called? It's called Third. Oh, okay. It's like a picture of a P and a three. <laughs> it's not just a P and a three. You know what's pretty crazy about this? <laughs> the, the, you look at, are you looking at the picture? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking right now. P, three, and then you can see an R and a D in there too. Uh-huh. And a B. Well, I mean, three RD is third, Nick. But what about a B? There's no B in there. What, like where, would, <laughs> where would that go? There, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> okay. But yes, you're right. It is cool. Yeah. So it's what very uh, cool. What did you think of Portis Head's third? Um I did not like it as much as Dummy, which is their album that came out in nineteen ninety five, I wanna say. Um <laughs> Yeah. Eh? Um <laughs> right. four, you scumbag. Sorry, sorry. Um, I don't. I didn't like it as much as that album. Um, I felt like there weren't that many songs I really liked on Third, but there were a lot of moments I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting uh, sentiment. Uh, I really. I before listening to this album, I knew the Rip and I knew Machine Gun, and I really like both those songs a lot, and I still yeah. do. Um, I think the Rip is just really pretty. It's a uh, beautiful it's kind of haunting and yeah, machine yeah, yeah. gun is just so like upfront and like just it's like you get right into it and it's just loud and abrupt and kind of confronting yes and just the, the when it it feels like the same thing for like 3 minutes and you keep going and going and but it, like it kind of there's dread and then it's it just it it's exactly what it is it's the whole song is just the sound of a machine gun going in the background <laughs> It's it's great. The do, 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 do. Yeah. So um I always like that song, especially the ending. Uh they have that one chord in there that kind of comes in when the synth come hits. That's really cool. Uh but uh other than those two songs, um I like Magic Doors quite a bit. Yeah, uh and yeah. I like Silence What's... a lot. Okay. But other than that, there were just moments on there that I thought were interesting. But I don't know if I – I don't know what I thought about the album overall. I, I guess I didn't think it was that good, but I definitely saw a lot of good things in it. Okay. What do you so, think? So do you think it – yeah. All right. So let me just – I really um, – I'm so um, not sure what I think about it. <laughs> and three that, weeks to figure this out. No, and, and I, I mean that in like that's a definitive conclusion. Like right. I've listened to this and – it it seems like there's like really good ideas in there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
And there's just some stuff that I like can recognize as good music. I don't know if it necessarily agrees with me. One thing I will say is I think the the last half of the album is much better. Yes. Um, I really like Deep Water, which is like that ukulele <laughs> song. <laughs> Deep Water is pretty cool. Yeah, it, I, I heard him like, what the hell is this? It's just uh, like in there in the middle of nothing. Exactly. Uh, it's it's not like a bonus. It's it's an interlude. And I like the the – she's like singing and they have the guys in the background chime in every now and then. Then Machine Gun comes right up. I think Magic George is great. Threads is good too and Small I like. Uh, but the first uh, – one thing I, I have to say is – I I don't really like the vocals. I I don't like her singing very much. Um, it's abrasive. It is, and I I understand that that's absolutely the point. I think is right, that but it's it supposed mean you to like it. You need to exactly. Like it. it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to like it just because you know that's the musical idea they're conveying for uh, conveying. One thing I will say is everybody I've spoken to about this album um, says that this is an album that you just need to keep on listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a question arises. Um, if, like, is there a point where you can say, okay, if I have to listen to an album 300 times for me to like it, is that, you know, a negative? You know, is that a bad thing about it? Is that something that's a detriment to it? I don't know. I listened to this album, you know, again, I had three weeks to do it. And the first week I listened to it a lot more, uh, you know, four or five times. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's so much great music out there that it's hard to sit down and listen to this album another time, you know, when I could listen to something new that just came out or, you know, something, a classic that I haven't heard yet or something I've already heard and I've very much enjoyed. Yeah. So when it's a band that you're not that familiar with, um... Or that you're, like, not a, the biggest fan of. Like, I, I think Portishead is fine, but I would never say I'm, like, oh, I'm a huge Portishead fan. Like, I know all of their stuff, because I don't. Um, when it's a band like that, and there's an album that you could tell is good, but that it's, it's going to take homework to get through and to like, um, it's a lot harder to do that. So I think I listened to this that first week that we kind of assigned it to each other. Probably five times that week, maybe more. And I've listened to it maybe two or three times in the two weeks since. Um... And I liked it better than I did the first time I listened to it, for sure, because now I know what to expect. But I definitely don't like it yet. And yeah. I don't, And like you said, with all of the music that's out there now, and there's so many albums, and so many albums I already know I like, and there's some albums that you listen to and you're just gratified right away, it's hard to convince myself to go and listen to this for another like three weeks and try to get myself to understand why it's good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and maybe we'll come back to it. I think that's that's the key. Like sometimes you listen to something and you you grasp it and then you forget about it and then a few months later or a year later you go back and then you appreciate it more. Yeah. Um that's and, happened to me. And that could be this. Like if now that we've heard these songs, like if you're listening to the radio or like on your Discover Weekly Magic Doors come on in three months. You know, be like, oh, look, Magic Doors, and you listen to it, and you're like, you enjoy it, and you're like, that was pleasant. Maybe I should listen to it again, and maybe you'll, like, have a different mindset or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, uh, that's the thing. There's so many, like, ideas going on that I, I, I don't even feel like I have a full grasp on 
the album. You know, it's just so large in scope uh, as far as what they're doing that I feel like, you know, it, with all these people saying this is such a great album, you have to listen to it a hundred times, and I'm missing out on it. I feel like you know maybe I'm, there's something I'm missing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's something wrong with me and not the album. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, think I feel I feel the same way about myself. Yeah. Like I, you kind of feel like you should like it, but then you also once you start like listening through it and you're like, oh, maybe I do like this. You don't know if you like it because you think you're supposed to like it, or if you like it because you're actually enjoying it. Hmm. Uh. Well. That's that's the experience I have with Grimes. I was like, I feel like there's nothing like I actually really genuinely enjoy this, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I, I like I hadn't heard anything pretty much like it, so I wasn't. I didn't have any archetype or prototype in my head for how I should feel about this. So right. that was like a genuine bubbling up. Um, but yeah, uh, what, that's, do, so do we want to rank this? Or uh, uh, what do you well, want? Let's give it some stars. One out of five stars. I, I, it's it's hard. I think we should probably, maybe within the next year, come back and maybe give an upgraded rank. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll we could do it revisited. But like for now, like if you're gonna ask me like enjoyableness, it's probably right in the middle. It's probably like a two and a half, right? Like you see the good things in it. There are a handful of good songs, but overall, start to finish, I don't know if I really liked the album. You know, I'm right there with you with the two and a half. But it's two and a half trending towards three as opposed to two and a half. Uh, like, I, I can't really see myself liking it any less. Yeah, I'm, I'm two and a half trending towards two. Oh, you're, you're trending down? Yeah, um, just because it's uh, the vocalist. Uh, mm. you know, I'm sure she's a great person and I'm sure the lyrics, you know, I've read it through a few of the songs and it's pretty interesting but uh, it's just not for me so had you heard any of their other stuff I heard Machine Gun a lot um and that's it and I've heard like you know Tom York's biggest inspiration Portishead you know Mm -hmm. so I I knew like I kind of had an idea of what to expect Uh, Dummy is much more easily accessible okay. than this one is. This one is much more experimental and abrasive. And uh, Dummy is, like, they have a couple songs that you'd be like, oh, look, this is definitely, like, what would have been a single. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's more songy, if that makes sense. Like, start to finish, it's like, here's a song, here's a song, here's a song. It's not, like, one full concept. And uh, Glory Box is really good. Like, Glory Box is a great song and so is uh sour sour times or sour times i guess i don't know if it's doubled or not but but so if if you have time at some point listen to dummy but since i've listened to it we won't pick that as our uh new album okay fair enough i picked i I picked third uh you have the list don't you i'm trying to find it where did i put that thing uh okay i've got it open all right, so can you send it to me just so I have I can look it? Sure. Let me look it. And we're good. Oh, by the way, in the Ultra lineup, there's um, Purity Ring. I don't know them. Really, you like I know them. like one or two songs, and that's it. Because they play Fine Trine on the radio in Minnesota. But she's uh, I think she's got another dude with her. 
but apparently she's not super great live. And the music's pretty, I don't want to say vapid, because that's kind of mean, but it's not, it's pop music, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's nothing wrong with that. All right, so, uh, I guess I'll start doing it again. Let me it's see. your choice. One, you ten. can pick. Okay, I'm looking through our list. You know, the top thing is LCD sound system on here. What do you think? This, this is, is how, I mean, it's, yeah, it's your pick, pal. I mean, uh... I think, uh, you know what, I think we should, because we just did Portis. Oh! You know what? Can what? I tell you something? Sure. I've listened to Kaput all the way through several times. Oh, have you? Yeah. Um, so but you're on your own for that. Did you ever listen but... to their, to Destroyer's most recent album, though? No. Do you I, want... I listened to... That song's so good. Yeah, I listened to that about a hundred times, but not the whole album. Because I, I was thinking, maybe we can do it that I listen to Kaput and you listen to the other one. Would that be weird? I just want to have. The, I just want. Yeah, you're about right. You're right. Stuff. We got to start. We got to start it. Oh, here. Okay. What about Sea Change? I don't even know what that is. It's back. Oh. Uh, Nick, it's your pick, man. I don't want to have any say. No, or it's not. We're we're going. We're we're team. <laughs> we're team. All right. Gold team rules. Right, exactly. So, uh, I, I think Sea Change would work, because it's back. We both like back enough, right? Yeah. And it's an out al- Like, you've never heard it? No, I, I... Honestly, I listened to Odele, like, three times, and then I listened to Sea Change. I mean, I... Fuck. I listened to, uh... Morning Shift. Morning Cycle. Morning... Morning Phase. Yes. There Same thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking through real fast to see if there's anything else. I think that one... I think that one works. Mm-hmm. It's critically acclaimed. It came out in 2002. So let me go ahead on my Spotify and just uh, save this so okay. we have it in the future. I love their little notes here. I forgot about them. Our discussion about um, the Flaming Lips. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you used to listen to the Flaming Lips, and I never have, so... I did. When I stole my mom's iPod Shuffle... Um, I had Yoshima Battles the Pink Robots. I had like half of that album on there. Um, I mean, I stole my mom's iPod Shuffle too. (laughs) What did she win in a work function and just didn't know how to use it, so it just sat in the desk for like three years and then you just took it? Something like that. Like, she made, I had never had an iPod, but then she like made me upload the music to it. And she used it for like two weeks, but then I just started slowly putting the music I liked and just bringing it to school. And then she like just forgot that it was hers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good plan. Yeah, it definitely is. So oh. I, I'm going to make it official. Let's uh, the album of this for this week for the book club or album club is a Sea Change by Beck. Came out in 2002. Neither of us has listened to it, but we both like Beck enough, um, and it's highly regarded. So let's do it. I'm down. Um, so, uh, fans, let us know what you thought about Portis Head's third. Uh, Tell us if we like, were right. Tell us if we were dead wrong. Exactly. We want to know what you think. You can find us on Twitter at out the, the deli. deli. Right. Very good Twitter handle. Indeed. Um, you can also um, connect email. with us on you can Facebook. Email us too. On okay. <laughs> the uh, 
fresh out the deli at hot guys or hot males. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> hot male. M A I L, right? Yes. Hot, hot men. <laughs> Although uh, we are, you know, attractive young men, uh, we, we unfortunately couldn't get hot men as our hosting website for our email. So fresh out the deli at hotmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at outthedeli. You can find us on Facebook or. You can find uh, me on Twitter at JobSeekingNick or Nick Sicali. You can find him at... Nick Sicali. Okay, perfect. Easy enough. No space, right? No, of course not. No underscore. Okay. No underscore. Perfect. Um, I, we didn't even talk about Danny Brown. Oh, I, I've only listened to the album once, so that'll be for the next okay. part, I guess. Sure. Um, okay, but it's so pretty we'll... incredible. We'll reconvene in a week, and we can't sit on that album for three weeks again. But yeah. what we can what we can do is actually go in the album club right now for Portishead. Um, and here, can I edit this? Yeah, we can do. I just put it in. I think didn't I? Okay. While we're editing it, I'm just gonna say goodbye to everybody. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll speak to you hopefully next week. Good night.